Hello, hello, Joyful Courage family. Hey, it's Thursday. It's Thursday and it's a throwback. It's a throwback show today, back to episode 183. I'm really excited to share this episode with you because every time I do another round of Positive Discipline for Teenagers, which I teach a couple times a year, I have parents in there who really strongly believe that their teenagers are just playing them, that they're just manipulating them, that they're taking advantage of them. And it's just painful. It's painful for me because when we are sitting inside of that mindset, we cannot be who our teens need us to be. And it's really difficult from that point of view to remember that there's something going on under the surface, to remember the iceberg, to remember that there's belief behind behavior. So I'm really excited to reshare this episode. I dig deep into the possibility that your teens actually aren't manipulating you and offer some tools and insight from that place. So sit back, enjoy, let me know what you think, and I will see you on Monday with a brand new interview show. Hey, what is up, podcast listeners? I am so glad that you have found yourself at the Joyful Courage Podcast. This is a place where we celebrate real and raw conversations about raising kids with conscious parenting and positive discipline. I'm your host, Casey O'Rourke. I'm a facilitator. I'm a parent coach. Most importantly, I am a mom of two teenagers and I am walking the path of more mindful, intentional parenting right alongside of you. Please know that this podcast is created for you. I create it for you and for our community. And if you love it, Feel free to share it with all of your family and friends over social media. Let's spread the word. Let's get as many people as possible listening to this show. Please write a review on Apple's podcast, formerly known as iTunes, and join the Patreon community where parents just like you are contributing just a small little amount each month to the show and enjoying perks like monthly webinars and community conversations about the content you hear on this podcast. Check the show notes for links and more details on all of that. I'm so, so grateful that you are here and now enjoy the show. Hey, podcast listeners, welcome back. Welcome back. Solo show. Super excited. I'm just going to be transparent and tell you that I'm kind of winging it today. Uh, Usually I have a whole outline written out that kind of keeps me on track. But today, today I am just going to trust that whatever comes up, I mean, I have a plan. I have a direction that I'm going in, but I'm going to just trust that whatever needs to come up is going to come up for you, for me, for all of us. I'm going to trust. I'm going to be in the practice of trust while creating content for this particular show. So thanks. Thanks for being on the ride with me. (laughs) Thanks for being on the ride with me. I am in my closet and I have to tell you a funny story. Not only am am I in my closet because the sound is just so much better in here when I record, I also have my prescription sunglasses on because I just can't go downstairs for one more thing. And funny enough, I can still see. So (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm sitting in my closet with my sunglasses on recording a podcast. I'm feeling good about it, though. Feeling pretty good about it. And as of this recording, so I'm recording this a few weeks before the show goes out because I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to Mexico and I'm going totally offline, which I don't normally do. And so I'm getting all of my ducks in a row so that everything is scheduled for all of you and there's no gap and I can just be on vacation. And it, you know, I'm kind of one of those gals that just does things as I need to do them. I'm not, um, I am learning to be more skilled with getting things in order beforehand. <laughs> so this is new. Yeah. So I'm going to start today. I'm super excited. Uh, I checked to see if there were any new reviews on iTunes and there was, and it made me so happy. So I'm just going to share that with you. New review actually from yesterday titled Down to Earth and Real and Real isn't all caps. And this is from Lauren May June. So thank you, Lauren, for this review. It made me feel real good. She wrote in, love Casey's positive attitude while still keeping it real. She provides some awesome insights and tips while gently keeping the reminder that we are evolving and changing. Positive parenting and discipline doesn't mean it's always peaceful and calm. And Casey gives her heart to convey the real balance. Great content, girl. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thanks to everybody that's showing up on the Facebook page and giving reviews and recommendations as well as in iTunes. It's really, really awesome to collect reviews specifically in iTunes because then iTunes is like, oh, people like this. We should show it to more people. And right. I mean, and this is the world. This is the work of world peace. So Basically, when you're leaving a review for the Joyful Courage podcast on iTunes, you are contributing to world peace. I am connecting those dots. (laughs) So today I want to talk about curiosity. And um, I really, you know, I've been wrapping up the first round of the Joyful Courage Academy Parenting Teens program. And I'm not going to go deep into that because... I've already dialed in the next round, and I'm super excited for the new parents that are joining me for round two in May. It's so exciting. Um, and part of that program are is that I do one-on-one calls which e- with each of the participants. And it's so cool because there's the content piece and there's the community piece, right, where we're all talking to each other. But getting that one-on-one hour with people and really listening to them, you know, or or even just my private clients, having that space to really listen to them is so, it's such a privilege and it's so powerful. And I'm always blown away. And this happens to me too, when I'm talking to a wise friend and sharing to a wise friend, it always blows me away how when you're not involved in the situation, the expansive way that you can see and hear what's happening for the other person. And, 
you know, something that comes up, and I think it comes up a lot, and it's not just parents of teenagers. I've heard it from parents with really little kids all the way through, right? And even, well, yeah, all the way through. And there's this idea that, um, you know, kids get into mischief, which they do. They don't have all the skills they need. True. Their brain is developing. Yes. And all of those things are true. And well-meaning, loving parents also can get stuck in thinking they're manipulating me or they're just trying to get what they want or, you know, along those lines, right? We're, we, or they're just playing me. And in some cases, you know, the way that the, the foundation of positive discipline is Adlerian theory, which you've heard me talk a little bit about here on the podcast. Um, and, you know, it's this idea of movement, of behavior being movement in the direction of belonging and significance, right? Inside of that, in our development as young children, we are continuously going through this cycle where we perceive the world, right? We see what's happening in our world. We're watching the adults in our world. We're creating then interpretations, like we're creating meaning around what we're seeing. The meaning that we're creating turns into a belief, about ourselves and about others and about how we fit. And from this belief is where we decide to act. And this is, Alfred Adler called this private logic. It's how we make sense of doing what we're doing. And and it, and it it's true for our kids as much as it is true for us, right? Our private logic is developed over time as we collect evidence to form beliefs about ourselves in the world. And and really, in, it's it's happening inside of, do I belong? Do I matter? Like, these are the big questions, right? Do I belong? Do I matter? Am I safe? Do I have influence? I'd say those four questions are pretty important. This podcast is sponsored by Factor. Are you old enough to remember TV dinners? They came in those tin trays and each part of the meal had its own little compartment. I remember eating those and watching Happy Days, followed by Three's Company, maybe a little Laverne and Shirley. I am that old. (laughs) Well, the situation has been totally upgraded by Factor. Factor makes delicious, ready-to-eat meals. And unlike those quick meals of the past, every Meal from Factor is fresh, never frozen, chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including meals that are calorie smart, protein plus, and keto if that's your thing. Also, there's more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. In my last order, we got red chicken chili, tamale bowls, and Italian sausage pizza casserole, as well as other delicious meals that my family loved. Plus, there's breakfast and smoothies and all sorts of other add-ons to make life simpler while also keeping it healthy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. 
Right now, head to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use code joyful50 to get 50% off. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50 to get 50% off. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you think about it, you know, they're kind not in their consciousness, but out of consciousness, we're, we're constantly like running through those questions, right? We're constantly running through those questions. And and that and i think that's like the most human element of us i think that that is what makes us human those things do i count or belong do i matter am i safe do i have any influence here right and and we answer those questions i answer those questions with a 45 year old lens that has been developed over time through the experiences in my life that I've had, the lifestyle that I was raised with, what I've chosen into ever since, the relationships in my life, our two-year-olds are answering those questions through their two-year-old lens, developed through experiences, right? Our eight-year-olds, our 12-year-olds, our 17-year-olds, right? We're all answering those questions from wherever we are on this life journey. And so the reason that I'm saying this is, you know, I often will say we're doing the best we can with the tools we have. That goes for parents. That goes for kids. They're doing the best they can with the tools they have. Sometimes what happens is they have events and experiences in their life that really color the way that they see the world. And their private logic, which I think as kids, you know, as adults, we can see like, well, I have my perspective and you have your perspective. And I get that we can both look at the same thing and have different perspectives, right? As children, children are much more um, like cut and dry, right? They're really like it's they see the world and the world and it's fact, Right. Their lens, their private logic, really, they're really holding on to it and connected to it and believing that it is true. And so inviting our kids into, you know, how do you think that made that other person feel or how would you feel in that situation? 
I think that's a really big stretch, which isn't to say we don't ask that question. It's not to say that that's not an important question to ask. And there are kids that can, you know, make that shift and and take that step and stretch into that thinking. And then there are kids that can't for whatever reason. One of which I think is, you know, that safety piece, I think, is so much bigger than we give it credit for. And I don't just mean like, is my body safe? Is somebody going to hurt me? But our emotional safety, right? I'll also often have um, parents that will talk about how their kids don't want to talk about it after the fact. If there's a problem and, you know, things happen, people melt down. And then later on, we circle back and we say, hey, can we talk a little bit about what happened earlier? And the parents say, yeah, I can't, my kids won't talk about that. Well, one of the reasons they won't talk about it is because they don't feel safe, right? I mean, if it feels like a trap, like, well, if I talk about this with you, you're going to point out all the ways that I was wrong, then why would they want to open up to that, right? And so I think that some of the time when we're having challenges with our kids and, and it, and, and, it looks like that, like we can't get them to talk about it. Sometimes it's going a, a layer deeper and saying like, wow, you know what? I'm curious, you know, sometimes when things happen and we have a hard time, I have a hard time or you have a hard time. And then, you know, we feel better after a while. And then it's, I come to you and I want to talk about whatever the problem was. I noticed that you don't want to talk about it. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, what does it feel like when I want to talk about problems with you? What are you afraid of? What are you worried about? What do you notice about me? What do you think I'm thinking? Right? Like, I mean, don't help them with all these questions, but these are just examples of wanting them to um, help themselves. Oh, my dog just walked in the closet. Hi. Wanting, you know, the goal with this is really to help them observe themselves, right? Just like we are learning that, right? We're learning to be better observers of ourselves and like being able to see our thought process and connect dots. We also get to support them in developing that skill because that is a skill, right? And so sometimes it's, you know, not so much getting stuck in the, oh, they won't talk about their feelings or they won't, you know, have this conversation or like with screens. I mean, how many of us, it's like you bring up, hey, we need to set some limits on screens and your kids just go berserk, right? Mm, Yeah, there's a lot there. But, you know, it's like we can step back and say, I notice we can't have conversations about screens. Or I notice that um, when I want to talk about problem solving um, with you and your brother, it's really, it seems like, it's really hard for you to go there with me. So sometimes it's, you know, peeling back yet another layer and having a conversation about the conversation so that you can get to the point of talking about the problem and doing some problem solving. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Um, So coming back to curiosity, right? Like that's the other thing is often we come into these conversations Right. Especially when, you know, it feels like, well, they're just manipulating or they just we think we know. Right. Basically, we think we know. And so even when we are being, quote, curious, we're coming in with it. And it's like a um, it's a method. Right. Like, oh, I'm going to use this method and see if it works. 
um, and see and see if I can get my kid to do ultimately what I want them to do. That is not that's manipulation, right? That's not curiosity. So the other piece too that I am constantly working on and supporting parents with is how do we access true curiosity in a way that we can energetically pump the the environment full of curiosity, right? So so we show up with curiosity in a way that our kids, it's palpable, right? Our kids know that we don't have a hidden agenda. Um, they know that we're not judging them. They know that we are truly curious and coming from a place of wanting to understand, right? And as they get older, this becomes ever more important, but it is, it's important for those littles too, right? And especially for those of you that are listening and you're really in the practice of changing your parenting style, if positive parenting, positive discipline is something that you're really working on moving towards and perhaps you've been punitive and you've been maybe a yeller and you've been having a hard time with the parenting and you're trying something new. First of all, I want to say welcome. Second, I want to say you can do it. This is absolutely available to everyone and it takes practice and it's not about perfection and you get to give yourself some self-compassion. Okay. So I want to say all those things. And even for those of us that have been doing it for a long time, it takes practice people, right? And sometimes we, because we're humans, we can get into the kind of more demanding, less helpful style. And so we get to reset, right? We get to reset. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. 
With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. So whether it's a reset or it's really a new way of being with your kids, you can be really transparent. And sometimes uh, what is required is cleaning up, right? A little cleanup, a little like acknowledgement of, uh, wow, I've been really demanding or, you know, up until now I've done a lot of yelling and, and telling you what to do. And I'm really trying something new because... It doesn't feel good to me, and I know it doesn't feel good to you. Um, and and you just got to take baby steps, right? You just got to take baby steps. And sometimes when we come to our kids with curiosity, and we might be fully in our curiosity, ready to go, feeling really, really like authentic and ready and open, and they're just not into it. And they don't buy it. Um, you know, we can call that out too. You know, I'm wondering if you're feeling like I'm going to judge you. And can I ask you to trust me? And because um, I'm learning and I, you know, I, I love you and want what's best for you. But right now, what's most important for me is is simply to understand, right? Is simply to understand. So curiosity is super powerful. That's why I talk about it a lot on the podcast. And I'm going to lead you through a little activity um, that we do in positive discipline. So we're going to have a little experiential activity. Uh, and this is, if you've been to a positive discipline class, which I think there I definitely have some listeners who have been through live classes. So this will sound familiar. And um, the idea here is I want you to imagine being a child and really try to embody being a child. Don't be your child. Because when we decide, well, I'm going to be my child, then the experience is, oh, I wonder what my child would say. Um, instead of I'm going to be a child and have the experience, right? So I invite you to be a child. I'm going to make some statements and then I'm going to invite you to reflect and then we'll do another round, okay? So your child between the age of three and 12, so you decide the age. You decide what age you are. Take a deep breath. Let it out. Take another deep breath. Let it out. Okay, I'm your parent, and I'm going to give you some directions. Go brush your teeth, or you'll have a mouthful of cavities. Don't forget your coat. Go to bed now. Do your homework. Ugh, stop fighting with your brother. Put your dishes in the dishwasher. Hurry up and get dressed, or you'll miss the bus. Stop whining. You are driving me crazy. Pick up your toys or I'll give them to children who don't have any. So notice how you feel. Notice what you're thinking or deciding about me, your parent. And notice what you're thinking or deciding as the child. Now, this is really interesting. When we do this class live, often um, some of the responses from the child uh, are, I felt disempowered. Um, I felt disconnected. I felt like I was doing something wrong. 
Um, I felt anxious. Um, I felt mad. So those are some of the feelings that have come up from actual parents. And then thinking or deciding about me, often what comes up is that, you know, the experience, and this might be your experience, that my parent doesn't care about me, um, that my parent is bossy, um, that I can't trust my parent. And then thinking and deciding about self, often what comes up is I, I'm not capable. Um, I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. Um, I'm bad. Right. And, and really like none of those statements that I said were really very horrible. Right. And usually when we do this activity, parents are like, oh gosh, that sounds familiar. Some of those things. So there's not judgment here. It's just noticing, right? It's just giving you an experience to drop into what it's like for your kids. So we're going to do round two. And this time, we need to take a deep breath in. Let it out. You are, again, that same child, all right? And I'm going to say some things to you. So I want you to, again, experience the feelings, the thinkings, and the decidings. Here we go. What do you need to do so your teeth will feel squeaky clean? What will you wear so you will be warm outside? What's next on your bedtime routine chart? What is your plan for doing your homework? How can you and your brother solve this problem? What did we decide at the family meeting to do with our dishes when we finished eating? What's your plan for catching the bus on time? What words can you use so I can hear you? What is your responsibility when you're finished playing with your toys? So again, noticing how that felt. Noticing what you were thinking or deciding about the adult, me. Noticing what you're thinking or deciding about yourself. And again, oftentimes in live classes when we do this activity, I've led this activity, I can't even tell you how many times. Second round, the parents who are role-playing as the child experience feeling empowered, feeling curious, feeling loved. Um, they are thinking or deciding about the parent, that, that they trust them, believing that the parent cares about them, um, feeling connected to the parent, and thinking or deciding about themselves, like really being capable, feeling capable, feeling empowered, feeling encouraged. Like believing that they're encouraged, believing that they are loved. And the difference is in asking, you know, this activity is called asking versus telling. And so sometimes to change an experience, all we have to do is think about what we need and ask the question to draw. We want to draw forth, draw the information out of our children because how many times have we told them we don't like whining? A million right? How many times do we have to tell them to put their toys away? It's so funny to me because I think about like, you know, that quote of 
in the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, right? And I work with so many parents who are like, I tell them, you know, three, four, five different times. It's like, well, maybe you should change it up, right? Let's try changing it up. And I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, just ask questions instead of give commands and your kids will be like, oh, thanks for the question. Now I'm going to follow through, right? Sometimes, sometimes a limited choice is useful at the end of this, right? And there is assumption here, like some of these state, some of these questions, like what's next on your bedtime routine chart, there's an assumption that you've made a bedtime routine chart. You've talked about bedtime routine. You've co-created something that's going to support them. What did we decide at our family meeting? There's the assumption that you do family meetings with your family, right? And so there is collaboration, cooperation, um, partnership around creating guidelines in the family. So it's not a method, right? It's not just do this and everything will be fine. Those of you that know me know that that kind of parenting advice makes me crazy. There are layers here. There is relationship. There is, um, you know, there is whether or not your kids are falling apart because they're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, right? There's things going on here. And curiosity questions, being curious, play with it. You will be amazed, amazed at how useful it can be when we come to our kids and we come with the assumption that you know what to do, you are capable. I'm just going to kind of spark that. I'm going to trigger that sense of capability by not telling you yet again what you should do, but inviting you into cooperation through asking. Does that make sense? So I just wanted to offer up that tool for you today and um, play with it and let me know how it goes for you. Let me know what you're pulling out of this podcast and what's useful to you. All right. Thanks again for listening, you guys. I love revisiting these shows and I hope you're enjoying it too. Maybe you heard it the first time it came around and maybe it's been a good refresher or perhaps it's the first time you've heard this show. Either way, I hope that you took a ton out of it. I hope you took a ton out of it. I appreciate all of you. So grateful for your love and support. Um, If you're feeling it, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. This is so useful for the show. It's a great way to give back for all you get through listening every week, twice a week, right? Leaving a review helps um, other parents see the show. So Apple gets excited when they see those reviews and they're like, "Ah, maybe we should show other people this show. So yeah, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star review. Have a great weekend. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought provoking experts and friends at Mindful Mama. We know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. 
I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.